Blog Talk Radio. Let y'all talk me into doing pop songs in church. Now, don't you bring all that Mariah Christina mess up in here. I don't care about hearing you. I want to hear God through you. As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street with not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind? Pretending not to see their need A summer's disregard A broken bottle top And a one-man soul They follow each other on the wind, you know Cause they got nowhere to go That's why I want you to know I'm starting with the Welcome to the Lardy McClarty and Strong Tower Show tonight. And you know what we're here about this evening. I am your host, Lardy McClarty, and your co-host for this evening is Strong Tower, and we are live on BTR. Strong Tower, say something. Good to be here. Yeah. And we are here to talk about this wonderful topic called Woman, Let the Man Choose You. And this is about missionary dating. And, of course, you know, we had plenty of time to ponder about this particular uh, subject because as we have our our guest on the show, which is Cheryl Cook, uh, which she's also a host on Blog Talk Radio, on Share His Word Forever, and she will be here tonight on our show to help us uh, encourage our women, and if there's some men out there, Strong Tower will be here to help encourage the men, yeah. you know, on about missionary dating, okay? Now, this topic uh, that we're going to talk about, which is a very interesting topic, is dedicated to our women that are battling loneliness. And for those that are on missions and doing the choosing of men to be in their lives, even if they are unbelievers, hoping they will change. Why missionary dating don't work? Well, I guess we will be looking at intent and motive. Uh, Number one would be using God's words as cloaks of maliciousness. Two, really not a missionary for God, but just winning souls for self-serving reasons and getting ahead of God's process, and four, missionary and dating do not go together. So what is the real role of missionary? And as we said before, we have a guest that's coming on to our show. Her name is Cheryl Cook. And if you want to have anything to say, anything you want to talk about, as far as this communication we're having tonight, you can call us on the call-in number of 347 8848684. 8848684. That number again is 347 
And we will be right back. As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. In the street with not enough to eat, who am I to be blind, pretending not to see their need? A summer disregard, a broken bottle top, and a one-man soul. They follow each other on the wind, you know, cause they got nowhere to go. That's why I want you to know. back. Thank you for listening to The Man in the Mirror. And this is by Joyful Noise, that uh, singer by the name of Kiki Palmer. And I hope that you've enjoyed that. And we are back to let you know that we are on this subject called Woman, Let the Man Choose You. It's about missionary dating. And we 
have our guest that's going to be helping us on this particular yeah. topic, and her Wonderful. name is Cheryl Cook. And Cheryl, are you available? Are you online? I sure am. Ready All to go. Right. Were you able to hear that song pretty clear over yes, there? Yes, the man in the mirror. I'm asking him. That's uh, out of all of Michael Jackson's songs. That yes. is my favorite. All right. Very so, much. Yeah, I thought it would be appropriate for this particular uh, subject that's being talked about. And you know, and now that we have our guest that is on the show, um, I would like us to go into prayer and have. Uh, Strong Tower to do a prayer for us before we begin. Strong first, Tower. First, I'd like to say hello to our guests and hello to our uh, listeners. And we ask everyone to get our minds uh, set on ourselves. We need to do in order to make it, this a better world. Mm-hmm. We look inwardly more so than outwardly. Yes. And at this time, I bow my head as humble as I know how, knowing that only Jesus, Joshua has given us this opportunity to praise him, to call out and, and to warn those who may be in trouble, to put the hedge around them, the blood of Jesus around them, that they may be warned of the ravaging wolves seeking to just devour them. But as well, we ask, Lord, to bless those young ladies and middle-aged ladies and older ladies that, that want someone to that they can help and nurture and become a help meet to them, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to bless them and give them the desires of their heart, Lord, the things that they really choose in their heart that they want to have. There's a husband, God-fearing, they can go to church with, they can, they can be loving to them at home and, and travel and just nurture them and grow together as one. And these blessings we ask in the precious name of Jesus, Joshua, amen. 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 Now that we are on our way to begin this journey on uh, what what to not do and what to do, but woman, let the man choose you, yeah, okay, for a change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, what we want to do first is that we did a lot of research and stuff like that, and, and we're going to let our uh, guests give us, give us some 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 ideals and things to think about as well. But before we get started, I wanted to at least um, put it out there about what we had did our research on, trying to understand dating first. You know, uh, what used to be called courting, and and Mm -hmm. now it's called dating. And Mm -hmm. then now we want to know what's the difference between the two, and then what is a suitor, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So we want to first give you the definition uh, for this particular program that we're talking about, what is courting? Um, Strong Tower, you did this research. What is courting? Well, it's an old-fashioned, you know, old-school term, and sometimes things that's old ain't always cold. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> not, not always Absolutely. Wrong. Okay. Uh, yes, and uh, courting was the intent on marrying. You know, you, you come over to a young lady's home, you present yourself as a gentleman, or you call her on the phone nowadays. People usually like to get to know each other before they invite each other mm-hmm. over to their house because there's so many things going on. In some cases, you really don't want the person to know where you live at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really sad. I mean, I'm just chuckling just to keep me crying, but you, you know what's going on. You want to get to know that person a lot of times before you even let them know where you're living. According was a time when a man was a gentleman. Uh, sometimes he brought flowers. 
and uh, even today that happens. But you have to be very careful when you communicate with a, a, a person, a gentleman, even though you know you're supposed to let that man choose you, even though he might choose you, you have to have enough oil in your lamp to know and to ascertain that person's spirit. Just because he's choosing you don't mean that that's the right person for you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. And so we're going to go over here and now tell you what the meaning of dating means, okay? So you did this research. Uh, continue, continue. What is dating? Well, just in regular words, because I don't like to get too critical when I'm explaining something. I like to keep it simple. Uh, but, you know, we've kind of watered down the word dating and we've kind of shifted a little bit, but dating is really uh, marking a date, you know, like maybe a, a date of a painting mm-hmm. or perhaps maybe a, a date of a, when, a, when a, a document had been signed for a particular reason. But dating is really one specific time, period. It's, it's one objective. It's, it's one event. And uh, we have switched it over from courting to dating, so I see that, that in itself. It has altered the meaning of people coming together. It's like a, 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 a it's like a subliminal change in people's moods and how they communicate with one another while they're trying to leave out the most important things and go right straight for the bed now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a lot to it, and 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 if it is hot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Well, uh, you know, I, I want to ask a question to you. Uh, Mother Cheryl, if I may call you that, um, mm-hmm. uh, to say, what is what does a suitor mean to you? Well, you know, it used to be that the suitor was one that you were engaged to. But, you know, uh, talking a little bit about what Strong Tower said and putting this all together with the suitor, you know, God never talked about dating. We were never supposed to date. We were supposed to do what Strong Tower had just said in the beginning. We are to court. Because dating just simply means, say, for instance, you look on a website and you see some people on a website in Internet dating, they'll say nothing serious. Okay, I'm too old for nothing serious. That means nothing serious means we'll go out whenever I I want to. I'll call you whenever I want to. But in between, I might want a little something, something. We know what that means. In between time. That's nothing serious. But as we get older and as men and women of the Lord, then we should know that God is not in the Bible. God did not ordain dating because if he would have ordained dating, we would have been running back and forth, fornicating, sleeping with people that uh, we have no intention of ever marrying. And the scriptures uh, say flee fornication. One thing we have to realize is one of the reasons and the main reasons why God says flee fornication is because when you um, have sex with the person, the sexual act has already married you. If you look in the Bible, um, you'll see the lesson in Genesis about um, Isaac. Mm -hmm. And after his mother Sarah died, he was very sad. So his father Abraham sent his servant out to look for a bride for his son, which the servant was the first apostle in the Bible. Okay. And him being symbolic of the Holy Spirit as well. He went out 
and found a mate for Isaac, and, and her name was Rebecca. After Rebecca came to Isaac, the Bible says that he looked at her, and he took her into his mother's tent. You know why? Because it was the sexual act Mm -hmm. that married them and that brought them together. Because God doesn't want us, because when we sleep with people, we get transference of everything else. You want to know why you're acting crazy that day? Well, who did he sleep with two years ago or she sleep with two years ago where that transference even of personality is coming forth. That's why we have to be careful about who we're with because the Bible says that uh, women are valuable uh, according to the book of Proverbs just like rubies. And you don't give a ruby to a five-year-old because to a five-year-old they don't know how valuable and priceless a ruby is. You give a ruby to a five-year-old, they probably go take it and put it down the toilet somewhere. But we got to know the value of that. I heard the rabbi say one time that men are supposed to look at a woman, study her for a while, and say, you know, I think she is someone that I would like to get to know. You don't take anybody else out but her. You don't date ten different women at the same time. And the same thing that goes for the men. And so as you're looking at her and and courting her, that, okay, do I see a potential for us to be together till death of natural causes do us part or not? You don't play games with the person. You're serious about it. The Jewish people are so serious about Engagement. I was looking at uh, Shalom TV mm-hmm. on um, TV t- uh, this week that when when you get engaged through the Jewish people, that uh, not the Messianics, the Orthodox, that you have to go through a divorce just like you wow. have to marry because that's why um, uh, Joseph, who was the husband of Mary. And being Jesus, Yeshua's stepfather, the Bible says that he wanted to put her away privately because he didn't really ask to marry Mary. The uh, angel came and told him, this is your wife. And so he didn't really want to be bothered. And he wanted to put her away privately. He did not want to go through a divorce with her because if he was engaged with her, that's what had to happen is that they would have to do that. And so the thing that we look at now is in missionary dating. We don't date someone who we try to change to the Lord, that the person has got to be saved already because the Bible says, what has light to do with darkness? How can two walk together unless they agree? We cannot agree with an unbeliever. We cannot agree with someone who does not believe the same thing that we do. Well, what causes them? Can I I ask this question? And then um, Strong Tower has something to say also. Matter of fact, we're going to give it to uh, Strong Tower so he can say what he has to say. Then I'll ask the question. Strong Tower? I think what uh, Minister Cook said was very well. She backed it up with the scripture. Yes, she did. And uh, the courting part of it, in many cases, has been exacerbated into like a business agreement now. Exactly. You take somebody out, you spend some money on them, 
you know, you're spending your time, then they feel as if you owe them something, as if it's mm-hmm. some type of marketable product or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of myself, I, I like to talk about myself in a lot of situations so that people can understand where I get my experience or lack of experience from. Uh, I spend most of my life being chosen by a female, you know, mm-hmm. and it was something inside of me of a, as a man that felt as if something was wrong, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, I come up short or uh, I should have did something I didn't do or I'm in, getting involved in something that I really don't want to be involved in, but I didn't have the gumption to tell the person, so I kind of like went along with it. Uh-huh. Exactly. And, uh, while I was going along with it, I was always trying an avenue of escape. Mm-hmm. Okay? I, I was always kind of like a shy type person. And when I formed a relationship with the females, my intention wasn't to go to bed with them, you know? Mm-hmm. I, mean, uh, I, I don't feel that, that an individual uh, has to go to bed with someone in order to be married to them, because what if you, you come in contact with an individual that is not uh, that's hurting in a way and might have some kind of physical problems, and they can't have sex? Exactly. You know, maybe they're not interested in sex. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I see sex as a very small part of a marriage. I see sex and it should be. Yes, I see it as a very small part of that attraction that you have with that person, and I I look at that as being an extra. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if you if you want to live your life around a sexual act, then what if that individual is hurt, or what if that individual is just having to be pregnant for for nine months? Mm-hmm. And then what are you gonna do then? Because some mm-hmm. people they get morning sickness, they don't feel like engaging, and uh, so you have to like that or love that person without all those uh, extras in which I feel uh, sex is an extra part of marriage. And it's a wonderful thing because God created it. Exactly. But, uh, if you're going to look at a woman, when I married my present wife, uh, Moon Obu, Lardy McClary, uh <laughs> I told her, no, uh, I, you know, I'm not here for the sex. I, I'm here because I enjoy your company. We don't have to have sex. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Are you marketable, strong tower? I mean, uh, do you have some more like you? Because that's what women are looking for. Well, that's what I mean. By, are you marketable? Do you have some more abuse laying around somewhere? Yes, it, it took me a while to get to that point. But what got you to that point? Yeah, because everything is geared around sex. Mm-hmm. And, and as I was younger, I got into pornography and I, got in looking at all these nude females and all this kind of stuff, and it kind of sent me off into a world of just objectivity. This person is an object, mm-hmm. you know. So once this child or this young man growing up has, has been exposed to the magazines and things like that, he's putting the magazines together with this person that they see. And so if you're going out with a person, you're saying, well, when do I kiss her or am I sitting close enough or, you know what I mean, when that's mm-hmm. the why you're there. Right. You're there to share your understandings of life, the love that you have, your interests, your hobbies, how you love the Lord. And as I said last week in your program, Ms. Cook, that you should let the man lead. The man should let that woman know. A woman should have to ask the man very few questions about himself. He should be ready just to Go ahead and just let it all out, the good, bad, and the ugly, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and then it goes to ask this question to you, Mother Cheryl. Um, 
What does, do you believe that missionary work and dating is appropriate in in the word called missionary dating? What is what is missionary work? What does that mean? Missionary well, missionary dating is when uh, okay, let's see, two, two people get together, um, and missionary dating can both for, uh, happen on. For both sexes, either male or female. Say so I'm out to dinner and um, I see a young, uh, older man's eye. Not a younger man. I'm not a cougar. An older man's eye, and it's someone that I'd like to get to know. And so we start talking, and he says also that he would like to get to know me. So we start talking on the phone and different things like that. But when it comes to things of the Lord, well, you know, Cheryl, um, I don't go to church. I don't go to synagogue. Matter of fact, I don't want to have anything to do with God. Uh, I know I was brought up as a Christian. We went to Sunday school all the time, or we went to the synagogue all the time, but that's just not for me. Okay. Now, the missionary dating would start when I, instead of uh, walking away and say, well, no, thank you, what part have dark, darkness to do with light, I would think, well, you know, we, I was introduced to him for a reason. And so maybe if we just started going out, maybe I'll just witness to him and win him over to the Lord. That's missionary dating. When the person is not saved, don't want to be saved, and you date them with the intent that I like them. Uh, yeah. I brought him to my home. My grandchildren loved him. My children loved him. If only he was saved. So yeah. a person will show you who they are if you'll just look and wait. But when a person shows you who they are, a lot of times, and I've done this in the past too, we overlook that part. Oh, they, they'll change or I can change that part in because they really love me and I really love them. But sometimes love is not enough. We should want to have a person now that we want to grow older with, that we can rock in our rocking chairs together on the front porch, uh, bring up our grandchildren together, bring up our children together, even though they may be an adults because, like Dr. Field says, you never stop parenting, no matter how old you are or no matter how old your children are. So we don't want somebody that uh, we have to really work on when it comes to the Lord. If somebody once told me this before, and it's the honest God truth, if the person that you're with is not pulling you more toward the Lord, that's not the person for you. If they're pulling you more away from the Lord, that's not it. But if they're pulling you more toward the Lord, give that person a chance. We'll never find in a person the 100% of what we want. Like Dr. Phil said, t- take the 80 if it's not a deal breaker and then work on the 20. And the deal breakers are things such as incest, you found him with your children, or either adult, I mean, he's committing adultery on his wife. Because some women will go with me and think, well, he'll break up f- with his wife for me. Now the Bible says, um, the adultery. You're not supposed to commit adultery. We can't try to change a person. You know, like somebody used to say to me, it is what it is. And yeah. sometimes as a person gets older, uh, there's, like I said, their person is set 
in their ways, and they don't want to come. We want somebody who's the head of the household, like Strong Tower, like he just did the um, prayer just now. We want a husband that can be able to pray. We want a husband that when the enemy tries to come in, that uh, the husband can say, honey, uh, uh, the uh, the devil after this, how's it turn after this and that? that? Okay, let's get together and pray. When I'm down, you lift me up, and when you're down, I lift you up. Very That's good. the kind of relationship you should be uh, seeking. Thank you. I want to I want to take a small pause for the cause, and we'll be right back on more on woman. Let the man choose you, and it's about missionary dating. And when we get back, we will continue with our guest Cheryl Cook on about the issues of missionary dating. We will be right back. Stay there. And be there when we get back now, y'all. I'll be there. there.
we are back. I am your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host this evening on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company is Strong Tower. Yes, it's This is, and this topic that we're talking about is, woman, let the man choose you. And we're talking about the topic of missionary dating. And we had our guest who is with us this evening, uh, which is Cheryl Cook. Uh, she is a host for Blog Talk Radio on Share His Word Forever. Mm-hmm. And you can catch her on Saturdays yes. at 6 o'clock, I believe. Isn't that true? Yes, that's correct. All right. And so i got a question for you, Mother Cheryl. And the question is, um, why is it sometimes that missionary dating don't work? Is it because of intent and motive? You know, uh, the Bible says that it is God who searches the intent of the heart. And uh, we may not know who a person really is, but the Holy Spirit, the real Kakodesh, knows how what lies in a person's heart. Now, I have heard some men say before, you know, um, my wife, if it wasn't because of my wife, I wouldn't be saved today. But mm-hmm. that's usually a person who say, um, both of them were not saved when they got married. And one of them, the husband and the wife, went on and got saved. Let's say this time it was the woman. Now, the Bible clearly says then that um, you're not supposed to leave your spouse because you may win them over by your behavior or your conversation. In other words, the Apostle Paul said, let them see your life and how you live for the Lord. Keep praying for them, Mm -hmm. and um, God will change them if they want to because we are not robots. God does not work against our will. God, it's right. just like um, God. May, you may have been praying for a mate, and God sent you the person that He wanted you to have, but the other person didn't want it. Now God's not going to do anything to make the person want you because right. we right. all have free will. Free will. Right. So if that person didn't line up with the plans of God, then we just move on because one of uh, the scripture, uh, one of the scriptures says, is that God will not withhold any good thing from you. So if the person is a good thing, then the Father's desire is that we have his best. And one of the things I tell people all the time is, I'd rather be healthy by myself than miserable with the wrong person. And Strong Tower, what what is it that you want to say on the subject as well? Yeah, that's a very thought-provoking. It is. And it's very unsupportive. Thank Very you, much Mother so Cheryl. along the same line. You know, when you get on the subject and you want a chord, you know God is there. And I would like to say <clears throat> that sometimes when women and sisters uh, hook up or they meet with a, a gentleman, that person is not necessarily meant to be their husband. Okay? Exactly. Uh, the, the, the main objective is to bring another soul to Christ. Right. We mm-hmm. become fishers of men. Absolutely. You know, and it's kind of like uh, putting a hook, and instead of it going out there to get the fish so that you can the fish, you, you pull the fish in the boat and say, you know what, I don't like this fish, I'm throwing it back in the water. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the real purpose for meeting that person first and foremost 
is for him to get married to the church, mm-hmm. you know, get married to God, uh, be faithful mm-hmm. to him, be that wise virgin. You know, you say, well, how can a man be a virgin? That man can be a virgin. He can be a foolish virgin, just like that woman can be a foolish mm-hmm. virgin or a wise virgin. And a wise mm-hmm. virgin, my Bible tells me, is a virgin that has her lamp full of oil, okay? Right. So if you're walking around with a half full lamp and you're waiting on the bridegroom to come, you know, and he comes and your lamp is, is half full, <laughs> or you out I'm somewhere. Laughing, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I, I know why, because Lordy Miss Clardy has a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And, and, and nowadays you have to have a, a sense of humor in order to get through the trials and tribulations in many cases. But mm-hmm. we become stumbling blocks to those people that God is meant for us to bring to him. That's right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just because a brother or a brother takes you out and treats you like a gentleman, that brother is not necessarily your husband. That's right. Because one of the things I do know, too, not to cut you off, is everybody is usually on their best behavior. Absolutely. As, as soon as well, they go out, you don't know him, and he doesn't know you. His goal is to win you over. Your goal is to win him over. And I tell people this, that to me, when you're dating, you're saying to the person, you're, you're selling yourself. Uh-huh. And you're saying, if you take me, this is what you're going to get. This is how I'm going to be in the relationship um, whereas a lot of times when it comes to marriage, people often say, well, what happened to you? When we were dating, you were one way, and now mm-hmm. you're another. You've really changed. You know what, uh, Mother Cheryl, you know, I, I can uh, give some some uh, words on that, too, because that has happened to me, um, like in my first marriage that I had 29 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, where I was, uh, I thought that I had the right one because I did this, what we would call missionary dating. Now that mm-hmm. I understand what missionary dating is, because I didn't know back then, I just was hoping that through the word of God, you know, that it would, uh, uh, you know, save this guy that I liked, you know, with the hope that perhaps that he would want to be married. But mm-hmm. when we did get married, he got supposedly thereafter and um and and before you know it i say within a side of three months he had changed on me so drastically that you know i couldn't even stay in the marriage mm-hmm. so you know i had to uh be the one to uh turn it on over to god and let god you know remove it out of my life as to say mm-hmm. you know and missionary dating is a very very hard thing to do because as i had I looked up missionary, the word missionary, you know, um, it seemed like to me a person that is only sent on religious missions or to promote Christianity in foreign countries, even here in in, in the United States, you would think that that's all you're supposed to be doing. But if missionary goes outside of, you know, what its mission was supposed to be, which is really for oneself, Mm -hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where I was asking you that question about intent and motive using your your what you know as close of maliciousness to capture a fish, as to say. And, you know, uh, and when the fish find out that or you find out that it was the wrong type of fish uh, after the fish marry you, you know what I'm saying, then you got to start all over again. And that's why I was asking you about the intent and motive. And according to the word, 
you know, even as you had spoke on, you know, the mixed marriage and the way that if you can, if the woman wins the man and the man is there, that's all good. But what about for some of those that, you know, uh, that don't have a chance in, mm-hmm. you know, in this particular area? Because missionary was never mentioned to, uh, you know, to find a mate under the guise of Christianity. But it was in here in First Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians seven, thirteen to uh, to sixteen, where it talks about and the woman which has an husband that believeth not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. Mm-hmm. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else mm-hmm. were your children unclean, but now they are holy. But if the mm-hmm. unbelieving departs, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God mm-hmm. has called us to peace. For what knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband? Or, or how knowest thou, O man, whether thou shalt save thy wife? But as God has destroyed, Distributed to every man as the Lord hath called everyone, so let him walk. And mm-hmm. so, I in all churches, you know, and, you know, putting that out there is to say that it should already be in the minds of Christians to know if we endeavor into, you know, people as you would call, what does the light have to do? We should know that there may not be success. Uh, behind taking such risk because it is, you know, really, really hard work, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to, to, you know, bring someone in that is not in already, and it it stops the the work of the ministry because you're so, you know, uh, uh, so much focused on trying to win the man to Christ that y'all can't even go to God to, to pray together or, you know, go out on a mission in God's name, in, in Jesus' exactly. name, a ministry. It takes a whole lot, a whole lot out of that. You know, some people don't get saved till ten years later. How do you mm-hmm. deal with that? Exactly. And see, Paul said um, in the Bible that he wished that we all were like him, that we all would be single. But he goes on further in the scriptures. If you read it, he says. But to be single is a gift from God. Sure and not all of us are called to be single because the earth still has to have Christian children growing on, you know, from one generation to another. Yes. So um, he said that he wished to share a spirit's problems because when you have a marriage, whether it's a Christian marriage or, or what, your husband could be the bishop of the I don't know what society, but that still does not mean that you won't have problems. And you may have even more because the enemy will try to come in and disrupt uh, a Christian marriage for yes. people that are sold out to Jesus. You know, um, if there's anybody that is out there that's listening to this program at this time, uh, you can call in at the call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 
888-484-8684 and give us some of your comments. And if there's any men that's listening out there, perhaps that you may be able to give some good advice to uh, what you have learned, you know, and share it with everybody on this particular uh, uh, show that we're doing this evening because we have our, you know, our strong tower that is with us that is definitely, you know, uh, helping out. And so we would like to hear from well. you as well. And, um, if, again, if you want to have a comment or question, you have time right here on the Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company with Strong Tower, myself, and our guest, Cheryl Cook. You can call us, again, at 347-884-8684. That number, again, is 347-884-8684. And so uh, to add to what you were saying, um, Mother Cheryl, I have found another article that was in uh, online, and it was from the urbanpastor.wordpress.com, and you mm-hmm. were talking about singleness, you know, where, you know, it shouldn't be a, a burden to be single, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You know, because sometimes you need to be single in order for God to work with you to get all that stuff you before, you know, it's like preparatory stuff before you actually go back into what we call dating, you know, Mm -hmm. to be eligible for a man to find you. So I found this article by uh, the urban pastor uh, that gave five points about, uh, you know, about being single. And and there's a few of these specific uh, uh, excerpts that also tie in and collaborate with what you had just got finished talking about. And one of them was singleness is not inherently worse than marriage. And Mm -hmm. it says that the Bible teaches that both marriage and singleness have a central part to play in God's purpose. Jesus uh, was single, and he was okay with that. Uh, Mm -hmm. He said that some will remain unmarried because they were born unable to marry. Mm -hmm. Some will have singleness forced upon them by circumstances. And mm-hmm. still others will renounce marriage for the sake of the kingdom. And that's in Matthew 19. And then he goes on to say that Paul takes up uh, this thing in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians in 7, where we just were involved in, in the word. Uh, but the point is, is that being single is not the end of the world or the end of life. It's just different to being married. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say in number two, believers should not marry unbelievers. Just That's like right. you were saying, because, you know, there's a lot of difficulties that come and, and, and it takes away from you doing the things that God has called you to do. Okay? And mm-hmm. then it also talk about that dating. And number three, dating is a preparatory stage mm-hmm. where he says that dating is not the same as marriage. Mm-hmm. So technically, uh, dating is non-Christian. Uh, it says so. Technically, dating a non-Christian is not a sin. But he said, let's not be idiots. He right. Said, exactly. Where it's heading because we know that unsaved people think of the worldly uh, things and desires of their own flesh. They're not thinking about the spiritual aspects of you know what the spiritual world is all about. Where you're tamed in that area. You know, and they'll mm-hmm. be trying to pull you in the bed or whatever. And some mm-hmm. of us have slipped and fell from mm-hmm. that. 
And mm-hmm. then, you know, and then four was talking about mixed marriages are fraught with difficulty, uh, where it talks about uh, in, uh, the same as we had talked about in the Bible, where First Corinthians 7, Paul, that a mixed marriage could be so problematic that an unbeliever wants out. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you mean by mixed marriage? I think that needs to be explained. Yeah, say that. Well, explain it. Well, a mixed marriage is simply um, marrying an unbeliever because God doesn't care about the person's color. Um, Moses was married to a black woman. It's your heart. God looks on the heart. uh, When you're in with an unbeliever, marrying an unbeliever, you're in a mixed marriage. Well, that, I think that's where where he was coming from, as mm-hmm. it would be just like how uh, the physical people look at mixed marriage, you know, marrying someone outside of race. Like but that. in this mm-hmm. case, it is spiritual, you know, marrying an unbeliever. That's like mixed marriage. And uh, Stone Tower got something yeah. you want to say on it, too. Go ahead. I also see a mixed marriage as anything other than uh, a man and a woman. You know, watering mm-hmm. down the, the meaning oh, of yeah. marriage now to the point where anybody can get up and get married, two men, two women, and God does not ordain that. A That's man right. can ordain it. He can he say, render to Caesar. The Bible says, render to Caesar what belongs to God and, and to, and, and to uh, render to uh, Caesar what belongs to Caesar and, and mm-hmm. what belongs to God, render to him. But what we're doing in many cases is we're accepting it we are condoning these marriages, and God does not condone it. So you get to the point where a whole civilization, a whole mm-hmm. uh, village will be cursed because of not standing up for what's right. When you start condoning exactly. something, you're actually guilty of that process too. So in many cases, the Christian people, the Christian sisters, will have to suffer the sins of the father. But even mm-hmm. though they suffer these sins, it's not saying it's going to diminish their their uh, uh, Christian wall. It, it may, in some cases, strengthen their Christian wall. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any difference what situation you find yourself in. If God is with you, He's going to see you through it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even though you are part of something you didn't think was going to happen, you didn't have any idea because uh, the devil is sly, slick, and wicked. But God yes, he is. Is you out. He's not going to allow you to go into a room with no door, no window. If He's got mm-hmm. to see that on a gurney, you know, <laughs> then he's going to do that. But, exactly. You know, it's better to have a millstone tied around your neck and cast in the depths of the sea to mess with one of these little ones. A lot mm-hmm. of these men, you know, they'll put on a persona, ministers as well. You know, they be just as nice mm-hmm. out there and nice to you. Mm-hmm. And when they get home, you know, uh, I met this lady, an older lady. She was about 80 years old, and I was working on a, 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 a ramp at that church because mm-hmm. I did that kind of work. And she was telling me, you know, she had this long Indian hair because she's part Indian, beautiful lady, even at the age of 80. Mm-hmm. She was married to this minister. And on their wedding night, you know, she's all prettied up and got a gown on and everything smelling good. And her husband come in and she's like looking at him like, uh, where you been? You know, what's going on? This is our wedding night. He said, oh, there's something I meant to tell you. I just married you for eye candy. What? You know, so, so she went out and just had sex with the first person that she ran into. All right? Mm. But then she came Rejection. That, that shock wore off. Mm-hmm. She came to herself. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. She for herself and she realized that it's something more important than that man that I married. Mm-hmm. And that's the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that inner strength carried her through her trials and tribulations because, you know, man is born of a woman is a few days in the full of trouble. And, mm-hmm. and I don't care how far you are in God, and in many cases, the, the farther you are in God, the more trouble you're going to have. Mm-hmm. You're sleeping with the devil every That's night. And if God is in your heart, he will bring you out. Mm-hmm. And that goes into the number five that I was going to uh, put out there. Compatibility is overplayed, but it's why. Why is that? Compatibility has some merits, okay? It's been suggested that as long as the person is uh, is Christian and of the opposite gender, okay, uh, that unmarried or not, a close relative, then we should go for it. But this particular pastor is saying he's not persuaded, but that we need to be more wise than pious. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. So, therefore, what appears to be overwhelming compatibility in our 20s can become an occasion for disagreement and dissension in our 40s. In other words, that, you know, um, how would you know that you're even compatible with Mm -hmm. a person, even though they may even be a believer? How would you Mm. know that? Exactly. That's why, you know, the Bible says we judge... um, uh, we judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. And it takes time for a tree to bear fruit. And what so, kind of fruit? Uh, huh? What kind of fruit? The fruit, according to Galatians chapter 5. Is he kind? Is he nice? You know, and, and on and on and on what it says in Galatians chapter 5 about the fruit of the Spirit. Because, like I said, in the beginning, in the beginning, Anybody can put on. That's why one of the things, too, I have found out that when, um, this goes for a man, too, but basically on the woman's side, when you meet a man, you don't tell him everything that you want. Well, what kind of man you like? Usually men ask you that. Well, I like one to send me flowers to my job. I like the women that are, you know, that are really into my children and, that when I come home from, we come home from church on Sunday, that he fixes the meals and all that kind of thing. And guess what? He's going to do everything you say. He's making mental notes just while you're saying it because he's really not that way, but he's going to do it just to win you over. That's right. So can you you say that sometimes... You know, if a man does whatever to try to win you over, that it's not all the time love, but that it could be for possession reason, or, you know, they hard up just like any other person because they've been lonely for a long time and just want somebody in their life no matter what it takes? Well, you know, um, the Bible even says it's not good that men should be alone, meaning mankind. We all need each other. But when God married Adam and Eve, he had everything set in place for Eve. He had Adam. Adam had a house for them to live, which was the Garden of Eden. Uh, He had a job um, for Adam. His job was to take care of the garden. So he had everything that was being provided for a wife. And he also loved the Lord. 
So these are the things that we could look at from a woman's point of view as to this is what I look for in a man. Can he provide for me? Does he have a place for me to live? Does he have a place um, where uh, he could provide? Is he stingy with his money and, you know, different things like that? Because Adam was very generous with Eve. And even though it didn't show, uh, turn out to be that way, God made Adam to be her protector. Mm-hmm. That's why when they got in trouble with the serpent, he came to him because you're supposed to be the head of your household. Okay. And that's how it's supposed to be. You know, that is very good, uh, Mother Cook. Mm-hmm. You know, life is so full of many variables. Mm-hmm. I spent a long time in prison. And I found that some of the guys would never get out, and, and they met a woman, came into prison, married him, and they'll never be living together. He'll never be able to provide for her. Uh, but she loves him, he loves her, and she's happy. So mm-hmm. you can't really put a blueprint on what, uh, you know, God has for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes it might be a short, stubby person when you was looking for somebody six six. Exactly. To move, and you're working on faith, and, and that spirit, that inner spirit, clicks with that person. Until you can get that click, inner spirit, you you'll be on your own. But you know, it's, it's the Bible. My Bible also says, it, "Except time be shortened, the very elect shall be deceived." Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is the time that we're living in right now. That we should be more cautious about our relationships. We should uh, spend more time in that word. Rightly dividing the word of truth and having the the, the full armor on. So if you if you are fully coated from head to toe, you don't have that Achilles tendon exposed where somebody can work on your weakness. Then anything mm-hmm. that comes to you will be shaken off, will be bounced off. Or mm-hmm. be, okay. Thank you, thank you, mm-hmm. Power. And um, we're going to take a break again. And then we'll be back to ask ask uh, Mother Cook for more questions. And, um, you know, and just take the time and think about what does it mean to you, woman, to let the man choose you and not to be on a mission dating to try mm-hmm. to save a soul for marriage? Mm-hmm. You know, why are you doing it, you know? So uh, we're going to take this break, and uh, we will be right back in a moment. Mm-hmm.
And that is Wanna Take It Higher. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you know that is also from the soundtrack of Joyful Noise. And so that's what we want to do is take you higher. What that's you, what right. Do you, what do you think, Rodney McFarland? Well, actually, you know, uh, the songs are appropriate for this evening. And Mother Cheryl, I hope you are enjoying this as well. Very much, very you much. Know, I mean, because uh, the truth of the matter is, is that's what we want to do is take you higher mm-hmm. rather than, Lord, you know, yeah. If, yeah, to the Lord yeah. than rather down to the ground, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to get back in to Woman, Let the Man Choose You. And this topic is on missionary dating, and I got this question that's in my heart, Mother Cheryl, to ask you, because we're dedicating this to women that's battling loneliness. You and know, men are too. Yeah, that be on mission and mm-hmm. doing the choosing of men to be in their lives, even if they are unbelievers, hoping that they would change. You know, you know, asking you this question, uh, we know that loneliness is one of the agents of why women go on missions. You know, mm-hmm. and we also know that other agents deal with material things, the reason why some go on missions, as well as wanting their cake and eat it too, which is a Christian man and material things and battling loneliness all at once. You know, how can we... Uh, inspire or 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 uh, encourage the women, you know, that have found failure in their way of doing things and it didn't work out. You know, how do we encourage these uh, women and men, you know, in repentance and faith? How how do we do this? You know, how do we help them not, you know, uh, think that they can Make your request 
be known to God. Um, if you want a particular person, then you got to go where those people hang out. Um, if you want the people that have the same interests like you do, then go to different churches. Um, I used to be a member of a church, and the pastor said, he was doing his message one day, and he said, you know what? I get tired of you women. He said, every time a service had already started, he said, every time the door opens, you all automatically turn your head to see who's walking through that door. Yeah. He said, you women, stop doing that. Every right. time every time somebody walks through the door, you're looking at him like, could he be mine or whatever. He said, your husband may not be here. He said, your husband may not be at this church. You may have to go elsewhere to meet him. And so the same thing is with the men, because I'm hearing from men the same thing, that um, it's hard to meet a Christian woman. And I I often tell the men, I don't see how, I know so many good sisters in the Lord that want to meet a good man. Why can't they get together? And a lot of them have said, Cheryl, let me tell you something. You talking about men want to jump your bones? Some of these sisters, you got to be like Joseph, just about and run out the door. Leave, <laughs> leave from Potiphar's wife that yeah, she doesn't do anything for you. Uh, I wanted, I wanted to ask this: when you looked up on the uh, on the uh, profile, did you see this picture that I had up there where the woman was chasing the man off the cake? Yes, yes, I was going to ask you about that. That's cute. (laughs) I said, we don't want the women to be victims of circumstances, you know. We Mm -hmm. want them to be victorious in all situations. You know, it's it's, it's something because after listening and being on your show and listening to your show, Mother Cook, you know, and you have these two uh, quotes that you have up there, and if you don't mind me using them, I'm going to use them on here. You know, Mm -hmm. while you're on here where you said, Stop playing in the devil's backyard, mm-hmm. you know, and good things come go. to those who wait, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and this is true education on how not to be a victim of circumstances because women and men, especially women, uh, after a man, you know, to quench their, you know, to quench their thirst or whatever their desires may be is not good because they leave themselves wide open to various of things that can happen them mm-hmm. in dating and if they even get into the marriage with the man and they're not really, you know, all what they cracked up to be, you know, which can come in with abuses, you know, all types of abuses can come into their into their lives and different things. So we, you know, we want to we want to show that we you know, to uh, to do this program because, you know, we have people that ask us on the emails about this. And when you talked about it, Mother Cheryl, you know, it was even more profound. And I had to have you on this show. Can you let them know how they can get in contact with you? Uh, sure. You can uh, write me at sharehiswordforever.co without the number four. Share his word, S-H-A-R-E, his, H-I-S, word, uh, forever, dot C-O, not dot com, dot C-O. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, because 
you know, these, these specific uh, subjects that we're talking about is very, very uh, important because uh, we're definitely living in the last days. Yes, That's we are. Sure. And, you know, and, and I have to say for myself, um, I was blessed. Some people would call it luck, and if I was thinking on the same subject, it would be luck. But I would mm-hmm. say it was say it was an ordained situation, what had happened to me. And truly, you know, you had a vision, you know, about, you know, about Tonto and Long. Right, I was going to talk about that next. Yeah, it had me to understand that, you know, when when my husband Strong Tower came to me, I wasn't looking for nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. You know the I I wasn't lonely. That's the way. Mm-hmm. So I was fulfilled, you know, because I was doing my thing and my ministry with with God. So I wasn't mm-hmm. alone. So when he came, he came at a time when I was already filled. So mm-hmm. when, so when the Lord sent him, he wasn't looking like the Lone Ranger, you know, with a with a hat cocked to the That's side, true. with a mask on, yeah. and had some. Dashing clothes right. on. That's right. He came like the farmer in the dale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny, was he? Like the farmer in the dale. You know what I'm saying? With a with a straw hat on. And a regular shirt. <laughs> and some jeans. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Looking like a, a looking like a high tower at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he cleans up good though. Like, and it was something that really stood out a lot, uh, Mother Cheryl, when you talked about how Tonto was trying to get in with you. And you said, well, hey, Tonto, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to, like, get you some clothes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. A long time. So let's put it like this, ladies, and this is also to, you know, to what we're talking about. You know, diamonds in the rough, you know, uh, get a, got a little bit of speck of dirt or something on it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but... Coming in with the fruits of the spirit, yeah, as Mother yeah, Cheryl has honest. spoken about, and with true honesty, you know the sky is limited with the Lord involved at that point, and you can't always look at garb, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, to make a statement that you got something that yeah. is of God, because right. even Jesus came with swaddling clothes, and yeah. when he went before all of them, they had diamonds in their hair and. Bling bling clothes, and he was talking about this is the king. Oh, uh, you know he didn't have all of that on, but he knew who he was. Yes, and then I also made sure that my wife to be got a chance to see what I do. Yeah, right. I come from my family, uh, what they were like, uh, what I've been doing. You know, people I've been, mm-hmm. you know, because people they know you, they'll let somebody know. Whether you're any good or not, for real. I mean, there's gonna be somebody out there that's gonna give you a hint that mm-hmm. ain't no good, or this person's all right. Mm-hmm. And so get to know some of the people that the person knows. Yeah, that's something good, a good gauge for that woman to realize about that man as well. Right, and you know, again, you know, if there's any listeners out there, and I want to just say this on the last subject that we had talked about, which was, can you list? someone out of Muckmire and Clay. You know, Myra Clay. It was like over 2,500 mm-hmm. listeners on that. Wow. And it was like four that was online, mm-hmm. live, and mm-hmm. some that were just listening. But for some odd reason, we're not showing it on our screen. Right. So we want to say to you, um, if we cannot get to you, 
or you know, if because you're not showing up on the screen, right. if you have right. comments that you want to talk about or want to be a part of the show, and it's not us, you know. But definitely, I can say this: I appreciate yes. from that particular show that happened, and 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 that you all were listening to it, and that over right. 2,500 listeners. We're listening to that, and we're hoping that you will come on to the show, press one, Mm -hmm. to show that you want to be a part of the show and to to say what you want to say, comment, press one, um, because truly we appreciate your listening. uh, And actually, even after we get off, uh, there are people that's listening, and Mm -hmm. we appreciate that. So we want to uh, give the number out to you if you want to. Call in and have something to say. That number is 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, we have a Twitter, uh, which is at OraclePR2012. You can find us up there as the professional rookies because we are. We're professional rookies. We ain't trying to tell you. We ain't trying to say we, you know, are uh uh, what do you want to call them back? You know, Doctor PhD, but we can. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we but you know, Paul said that he count, when he gave his life to the Lord. Paul yeah. said that he counted all of all because he was educated in the best at the best. He studied with Gimel, um at the feet of Gimbal. So he said when he gave his life to the Lord, he counted that all loss. Like that stuff don't mean anything compared to what I know now when it comes to the Lord. But I wanted to be able to tell your audience, if um, you and Strong Tower don't mind, about the dream about um, Lone Ranger in Tonto, because I think that it would help the uh, the listeners. know the difference. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, a uh, few nights ago, I had a dream that I was sitting at the table at a table with Long Ranger and with Tonto. Uh, Tonto and I were sitting next to each other, and Long Ranger was sitting across the same table with us. And so while I was sitting at the table with him, I just uh, felt that long, the Long Ranger was in love with me and that the Long Ranger would ask me to marry him. Instead, Tonto took out this box, and when he opened it, there was a gorgeous engagement ring. It was beautiful. It had a large rock on it, a large diamond, and it had two matching uh, wedding bands. And so when I saw the ring, I, th- I was thinking to myself in a dream, why did Tonto have to give this to me? I really wanted something from the Lone Ranger. And so after he did this, um, he took me to the place where we're going to live in this apartment. And when he did that, while we're sitting at the table, as Tonto was giving me the ring, Long Ranger just sat there and he smiled and he nodded his head in agreement. Now, I sent this dream to um, this man that I'm acquainted with. He's a Christian and he interprets dreams. This is what he said my dream in, and it was so on target. He said, sure, the Lord is profiling the right kind of husband to seek for. The Long Ranger appears with Tonto 
and both are symbolic of character types. The Lone Ranger does represent strength physically, daring boldness to tackle tasks, and may, in fact, fall in love with you. However, he is also a distant man, emotionally with his true inner feelings hidden behind a mask. Tonto, on the other hand, represents the kind of man who is faithful, loyal, kind, caring, and these are his strengths. He is the one who is in touch with his true feelings and therefore is very eager to present the wedding rings, engagement rings to you and lead you into your future home. So, the man that um, who Long Ranger represents, he hides behind the mask. He doesn't show you his real self, who he really is all about. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's behind that mask. You don't know. I didn't know what was hiding before. Besides that, whereas Tonto is, he's faithful. He's loyal. He's kind. He's caring. And and notice when you watch Long Ranger, Tonto will do anything. To help you. That's right. Tonto is a person that you can see that he always has your back. That's yes, right. he do. That's right. That is very Thank good. you. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Again, when I heard it earlier, I mean, I, I couldn't do nothing but just chuckle because if you can't know the difference between, you know, a, a, a masked man and one that's coming, you know, uh, with, you know, with being himself, you know, versus one that has a mask. And you and, and if this is the only way that you would be able to understand and know the difference, you have definitely made a demarcation yeah. of mm-hmm. Mother Cheryl on what a woman or a man need to need to really scope out the difference right. between the two right. and, and, and choose wisely yeah. instead of choosing because of, you know, because everybody's going to have, you know, somebody that's got some money, look like bling bling or whatever right. the case may be, but their soul may not be as grounded yeah. as the mm-hmm. one that you spoke of, which was Tonto, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. is, all, you know, all all well-rounded, you know, right. and he ain't wearing all that bling bling, but his mm-hmm. inward man is blingy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and, and I just, I really, that's a true blessing to have you uh, share that yeah. onto the show for the listeners mm-hmm. to, to to understand and be educated, you know, about knowing the difference of what type of man to look for. And men mm-hmm. you can even take that same, uh, the same ideal that was just spoken and use it for when you're looking for a woman because a woman you know, I mean, we're supposed to be nice looking or however that, that modesty thing is supposed to roll, but we ain't mm-hmm. supposed to be looking like a diva and we ain't mm-hmm. got and we ain't got God with us at all. Yeah, right. And also what I what I, briefly what I see in that vision is that uh, a, a woman of God is going to have more choices than she realizes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're going to be coming to you from all angles and some of their motives are not going to be like they should be. So, if there's not a shortage of men, there's a shortage of God men. Godly exactly. Men. So exactly. what you need to look for is that godly man, that man that has the least number of puzzle pieces missing in his mm-hmm. life so that you don't have to be, you know, going through a bunch of changes with a, a puzzle that's not clear. Okay, mm-hmm. 
okay, mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna take uh, take another pause for the cause, and we'll be right back. And I hope that you like this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, and let's just see how you think about this music, Mother Cheryl. I hope this music sounds really really well. Very You're good, here. very good. Um, we had spoke on as the beat goes on by the mm-hmm. whispers, and I want to apologize for that bump in the road a little bit. And then we had Take You Higher by Joyful Noise. Um, and then we're getting ready to play for you. That's the way God planned it. I hope you like this. Mm-hmm. God bless you. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm.
host this evening is Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host is Strong Power, and we yes. have our guest on our show, Cheryl Cook, Amen. which is a host from BPR, which is Law Talk Radio, on Share His Word Forever with us to encourage and inspire the women, you know, to mm-hmm. understand, you know, that you don't have to be on a mission. All you have to do is just sit still mm-hmm. and let God do yeah. the planning. Yeah. And you just heard the you just heard this beautiful song that just went through, and it's by um, Ivan uh, Kelly. Kelly, yeah, Junior, and he was on the soundtrack of Joyful Noise, yeah. noise called yeah. "That's the Way God Planned It." Yeah. I hope you liked it. Did you? Did very you? Well. There, Cheryl? Very well. Very well. Yeah, that's a wonderful song. And so I got you know some questions. I want to do a Q and A. With you, um, Mother Cheryl, you know, um, and then we're coming out of, uh, as far as the questions are concerned, we're coming out of um, uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians 7, okay? Mm-hmm. And the first question I want to ask is, uh, and this is for the listeners, you know, and if, again, if you want to have something to say, a comment, or a question, you can. You can call in at 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. Now, Mother Cheryl, this question, you know, for uh, all the listeners to uh, to get this, um, this knowledge from you, and I'm going to ask the question, how would you know if you are equally yoked with someone. Well, one of the things I was just thinking that we um, right on target what the Holy Spirit wants to talk about now, because one of the things is that we look at now. God never God says not to be unequally yoked. Now, does that mean that somebody that's Presbyterian cannot marry a Baptist? No, because. They both believe in God, and they both believe in Jesus Christ. Can someone that's Pentecostal uh, not marry someone that's uh, Lutheran? No, because, I mean, no, yes, they can marry because they both believe in Jesus Christ. Now, the thing comes when are we on the same spiritual level? That's really something. Because uh, one of the things we have to realize, a lot of women, a lot of Christian women, have not found the man that they're looking for. And God may have put him in her path, but because he is, he doesn't have a title of bishop, apostle, and all this, they don't want him. Whereas your, his assignment may be like Joyce Meyer's husband. He A lot of times uh, her husband doesn't get up there with her and talk and teach the word, but you know he's behind the scene because she talks about him. And she talks about him and how he does other things in the ministry. Your husband could be one that his job is to be the custodian of the church. That's nothing to put anybody down. Just because you're not a pastor, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, somebody's got to clean up the building so we have a clean place to stay. When we read uh, the book of Judges, the book of Judges talk about Deborah and how Deborah was a prophet, and that every day she would sit 
under this tree mm-hmm. and uh, judge the people. Now, the Bible also says that Deborah has a husband, and that's all it says. She had a husband. So he might not have been anything, have a position as big as Deborah's was. Maybe she had a bigger position than he does. Just like um, I know this lady, uh, she got her degree. She's a medical doctor, but her husband is a custodian. Everybody looked like, are you crazy, Mary and him? But guess yeah. what? It's working. It's working. I know that's right. It's working. She's a gynecologist, but he's a custodian, but it's working. Here's the second one. How would you know if, how would you know if you are a virgin in Christ? What is a virgin? What is the meaning of a virgin by the spiritual concept, by a spiritual concept? Now, um, usually when a the Bible talks about a virgin, just like it talks about um, Joseph when he was married. In Mary, when he was with Mary, the Bible called her uh, a virgin. And back in biblical times, a virgin was simply a woman who was not married. Like they talked about Philip's virgin daughters who prophesied. Mm-hmm. But one of the things, and then they could have been the other person who didn't have sex because. Mm-hmm. Back then, when you had sex with some men and they found out about it, you were stoned to death. Um, back in biblical days, which I hate that term because we're still in biblical days, back in biblical times, though, um, when a man and woman came together on their night to have sex after being married, yeah. uh, they had to bring the sheets and present it before the elders because when a woman has sex for the um, first time, her hymen breaks, and that bleeds. Now, they say in this time and age, a lot of times women's hymens have already been broken. Sometimes can be broken, and that does not mean she has done anything. Uh, sometimes a nurse once said it could be broken by her riding a bike. Could do it now, but they didn't have bikes back then for uh, women to uh, ride. So that's what the term when it came to being a virgin, a chaste woman, the Bible says, yes. one who loves, really loves God. Yes, that's awesome. Now, mm-hmm. number three is how would a person know if they, how would a woman know if she is a wife? What is a wife and what is the meaning of a wife by the spiritual concept? Uh, Proverbs 31 sums it all up. Uh, King Lemuel's mother wrote a letter to him about how a woman should be, the kind of wife that she selects. Um, She should be a woman that takes care of her home. Um, She stays up till everybody has had their needs met. But when you read Proverbs 31, too, uh, the lady had a lot of help. She had help in helping her do these things. But there's nothing wrong with a husband pitching in and helping a wife uh, because a lot of times in this day and age, the wife works. The wife is the one to uh, make sure that um, 
her husband is taken care of, the children are taken care of, and that means that everybody's going to work at the school with clean clothes on, that um, when she comes home for work or whether she works or not, the meals are prepared and on time. A godly woman knows how to dress. She does not wear the skirts up to her behind, and when she goes to church, the pastor can't keep his mind on a message because she's sitting down on the second, on the first row, just about sharing everything. She's not a disappointment to her husband. That when you mention her name, everybody, and not everybody, because everybody's not going to like you. That they have, oh, Sister Jones, she is the nicest. Like her husband brags on her on the things that she does and taking care of her husband. And then it goes the other way around for the husband. The Bible says in Proverbs 31 that her husband has a good name. It's just like you would mention the name Charles Jones in their church. What do people think of when you hear of Charles Jones, whoever he may be? Is he a nice guy? Is he a person that helps? Is he known for abusing women? Is he a new, uh, known for tax evasion or just any kind of thing? Knowing that people do um, make mistakes in life, but is he really or she really a good-hearted person? That's good stuff right there. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That is good yeah. stuff right there. Now, see, now, listeners, you're getting an earful this evening. On okay, Hey, I'm, I'm in education here i'm learning something and i hope that you will have that same ear to hear you know this uh this good stuff to help women and men understand how to be one to choose the men be the one to choose and the women be still and allow god to plan for Mm -hmm. their life you know Mm -hmm. so they won't be on mission Dating, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, but it's uh, also for the woman to choose the man because the man can choose you. But if he's not the right one, uh-uh, it gets it to step it. You know, right. and a woman should never have to compromise her values just to have a man. Lower, right. her, lower herself just to be with him. And the same thing for the man as well. He shouldn't have to lower himself just to have a woman in his life. This one particular woman that he may want. You know what? And I'm going to ask these two questions to Song Power uh, just so that he can give his view on uh, the questions that's being asked. And again, we're coming. I'm coming out with these questions in Corinthians, First Corinthians mm-hmm. uh, seven. But whatever that the Father lays on your heart, let it be. All right. Um, number four. What does it mean? When, uh, you know, you get married or, you know, or, or wanting to get married, what does it mean when, when, when Paul says, if, you know, um, what does it mean to attend upon the Lord without distraction? What does that mean? Is that a question for me or for him? No, this is for Strong Tower here. Okay, okay. Um, what does it mean, you know, to attend upon the Lord without distraction, uh, especially when you uh, get into marriage or thinking about marriage. I'm starting to feel like I'm on Jeopardy game or something. That's, <laughs> That's right. It might be a double Jeopardy going on. <laughs> I think it's self-explanatory. You know, anything that's blocking you or you feel like it's 
messing with your spirit and relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. is something that you should refrain from. It, you know, he gives you direction. He gives direction on what a virgin is. He gives us direction on what a wife is. Yes. He shows the difference. A wife is one who, in, in 1 Corinthians 7, around 34th uh, chapter, 34th verse, 7th chapter, is just talking about how a woman, when she is married, she attends things of the world to that mm-hmm. husband. That means that don't mean she's out there in the club. That means she's taking care of his needs. Mm-hmm. He needs something washed. If he has this desire in him to fulfill the sexual needs, she takes care of that. She takes care of those things that her husband needs. She said, help me for that husband. Exactly. The virgin is, is giving her body and her spiritual realm to the Lord. She's preparing herself to live with the Lord whether she needs that husband or not. Yeah. And each That's realm each realm is great in its own, own part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we should understand that first and foremost, our, our daddy is, is the Lord. You know, if you put anything before the Lord, you, you, you're you serving another master. Instead That's of right. Him. And then when you do that, then you, you, you're literally putting yourself in the service of another God because women have made gods out of their husbands. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That this person is contrary. You see the blood. You pray that the Lord takes the spirit out of your home. Because if you live with it just because this individual is your husband, then you deny your own rights. Yeah. And then I mm-hmm. tonight, this woman let the man choose you. Okay, say for instance, this man gonna choose you. He's got everything mm-hmm. going. You still have an have an option as That's a human right. being to choose him back. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, I choose. It's almost like a kid. I choose you. Well, then, mm-hmm. but I don't choose you. And then you get mm-hmm. y'all don't choose each other. Okay. So just because we're saying let the man choose you then that woman still has that option. She has she's up. walking with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. She's got the whole armor of God on. That's and right. she'll say, you know what, this is not a wolf in sheep's clothing. Exactly. And I right. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. That's excellent, Strong Tower. And then one more for you, Strong Tower. Why does Corinthians 7, 1 Corinthians 7, uh, verse 35 39 tell men to think about the seriousness of marriage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just happen to have that scripture with me right now, and I'll read that quickly. Corinthians mm-hmm. 7 35. And this I seek for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is commonly that ye may attend upon the Lord without distraction. But if any man think that he behaveth himself uncommonly toward his virgin, he should pass the flower of her age. If she passes the flower of her age and needs to require, let him do what he will and sin not. Let them marry. 37. Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but have power over his own will, and hath so decreed in his heart that he will keep his virgin do it well. And what does that mean to you? That means that an individual that has married someone and their lives are devoted to the Lord, okay? Mm-hmm. They might not even be thinking about having sex whenever they want to and whenever they need to. He is in a, in a spiritual marriage with this virgin. He understands that her first love is the Lord, and he's willing to go along with the program. Thank you. Thank you, Strong Power. And, Mother, back to you, last but least. After he had spoken about, you know, the, the verses here, and he left off 
example here where um so then he giveth he that giveth her in marriage doeth well, but he that giveth her not in marriage doeth better. Why is that? What okay, read it to me one more time. He left off Strong Tower left off on uh first Corinthians uh chapter seven, verse thirty eight, and he left off with so then he that giveth her in marriage doeth well. But the mm-hmm. question to you, Mother Cheryl, is uh, which is which is um, added on to that. But he that giveth her not in marriage doeth well. What does that mean to you? Well, you remember Paul, as I said earlier, Paul was trying to say to people, um, you know, your verse is so the person who marries does well, and the person who doesn't marry does even better because. He was trying to tell the people that when you're married, that you'll have physical problems. You're worried about playing, uh, getting the kids off, and then you um, taking care of the things of the home. When your husband and wife does not mean that you're going to uh, agree on a hundred percent on everything together. And so he said, he uh, he who does marry does well, but even he who doesn't marry also does well because he's saying that the person that is not married can concentrate on more things of the Lord, that you don't have the same kind of uh, issues as a married couple. But remember what I said earlier about the Apostle Paul. He also says that everyone is not to be single. To be single is a gift from God, yes. and he said not everyone can do this. That's excellent. That's excellent. So um, as for your encouragement to the, the women and to the men that may be listening to this particular segment and, and topic, what would you say to them, Mother Cheryl, in, in encouraging them to uh, keep on going with the Lord and if they make a mistake or whatever, you know, just repent, you know, but more so don't stop serving him. What would you give them as your, uh, your, you know, your your encouragement to, you know, the ladies and men that have listened to see Well, it may seem that God's not working on our case when we make our request known unto him, but he isn't. Um, my son's uh, have finally gotten with their dad after being 30-something years away from him. Uh, we didn't know where he was. Uh, we were looking for him every way that we knew uh, in a natural to do, and also we've been praying. But um, two months ago, the Lord showed me how to find him, and, and uh, I did, and he's been in touch with our sons ever since, and everything's going well. Now, I told his mother, I said, you know what? And I told him that you have built my faith up five more points in the Lord, and even more than five more points, because that was a prayer that we prayed over 30-something years. Where is is their dad? Why can't we find him? And God answered our request. So if God can do that for us, he will send you the person that you need in your life. And when a person comes, whether male or female, they may not come in the package that you like. They might be um, something in another race or other things, but the most important thing is that they really love the Lord. 
as I have learned, and a lot of uh, male pastors have told me this, he said, sure, you, they said, sure, you know what? A lot of Christian women cannot marry. I said, why? They said, their uh, standards are too high. They expect the man uh, that when he's 55 to own his home, he's got just about have a Bentley and all those kind of things. And they said, but yet they're letting the good men get by just because they don't have all these material things. I heard Bishop Jake say one thing, too, that I think we as women that love the Lord should also take notice of, and that's, he said, a lot of men told him that the reason why they're not seeking out a lot of Christian women is because the women preach to them. Even while they're out at dinner or something, the women are preaching to them. And Bishop Jake said the men have came to him and said, Bishop, I don't want a preacher. I want a wife. Not saying that, can't you talk about something else? We don't have to talk about God all the time. There's other things that we can talk about besides the Father. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's mm-hmm. excellent. And I mean, that's very good. Thank you for that inspiration. That was even for me as well. Mm-hmm. So, do you have last-minute words that you want to say, maybe two minutes of fun-filled words? You know, you always got something to say. The fun is that that virgin and that God-filled woman is in a win-win situation. Whether she's married or whether you're single, you you have already won. You're not a loser. You're a winner. You got Christ Jesus. You are already a winner. All this other stuff is just uh, like dessert to a great meal. You know what I mean? It's something extra. It's another something extra. That's really all this what we have here is temporary. Mm-hmm. It's going to be dissolved one day. When we go to see his face in peace, then it's not going to be uh, my mother, my sister, my brother. It's going to be us and the Lord. Yeah. And that's what we should stay focused on. It's going to be that man or that woman face-to-face with his God, okay? And if we can stay focused on that, then we can get everything that's, that's just in a lower tier to that in its right priority. Yes. So we want to perceive those relationships that we have with the Lord. Okay, I want to say real quickly, too, I want to ask Strong Tower a question. Now, a lot of the reason why uh, women go and they do missionary dating because they will think somebody uh, is better than having nobody in your life because a lot of men have towed them down about weight, society has it that you have to weigh uh, wear a size two, so they think that I'm never going to get anybody because I'm overweight. So that they will, so they'll go to missionary dating. They'll go to wherever it takes to get them in in their lives. So, from a man's point of view, what would you say to these women? I would say to a real man of God, the first and foremost thing he looks and sees for in that woman is the love of God in her heart, okay? You ever heard that song years ago? It says, if you marry, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, marry yourself an ugly wife. Mm-hmm. In many cases, that's true. That, that, <laughs> means, that means that woman that is not uh, necessarily the beauty queen, the one that's most to succeed, this or that, that's, that figure eight, that woman that has a full, rounded uh, lifestyle, and I'm going to tell you, growing up, myself, even my dad, you know, a real man wants somebody that's got meat on their bones. You know what I 
society has switched up. Most of these styles and things you see on TV, they're ruled and regulated by homosexuals. Okay? Mm. The fashion scene, the people in, in this, in, in this, uh, the, like the gatekeepers of society now that's telling you how you're supposed to look so you can be acceptable in mainstream on, on, on Wall Street or, or this or that. You go with your gut feelings and you let God use you, and I'm going to tell you, you'll be a lot happier man if you do so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess that will be all. Now, you, I know that you wanted me to have something to say to that, and the only thing that I can say to any woman that's battling any type of, you know, self, self-imaging self problems, you know, meaning, you know, looking at themselves as because they, you know, don't have no hair on their head or they too big or too skinny or whatever the case may be, you know, uh, I would say to love yourself. That's right. Mm-hmm. Love yourself because if you can be happy with who you are, That's right. you know, in Christ, because you know who you are in Christ, mm-hmm. then I would say take courage. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. let, you know, what look like circumstances on the outside change That's your mind right. about what mm-hmm. you know about yourself because, see, it's not what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside. That's and if right. you mm-hmm. can stay and take hold of what God has placed in you, as being dear, called love, then you have everything and everybody that don't have that thing will want to know where you got it from, you know, mm-hmm. because they see you doing it, loving yourself with that thing called love that God has given you. And it's the, so, perfect, it's the perfect love. The perfect love cancels out all fear. That's right. All faults. The person has a fault, may be overweight. That perfect love will take care of that. And mm-hmm. so we are down to the bare minimums this evening, and we need <laughs> to now get ready to fold. But before we fold, Mother Shirley, will you tell them about your show that's coming up? Um, my program will be airing this um, Saturday at 6 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. And once again, the name of it is Share His Word Forever. All right, and we thank you, Cheryl, for being on the show with us. Thanks for having me. Encourage the women and the men. You too, Strong Power, for your for your for your words of encouragement too. Even for the men, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to the listeners and to Blog Talk Radio Show for giving us this opportunity again to put the word of truth out there for those that want to listen. So will mm-hmm. you take us out in prayer, sure. and then the rest we will we will bring on a uh, uh, a song called "Oh Happy Day" by Michelle mm-hmm. Jackson. So mm-hmm. we love you, God be with you, peace and love, and we're praying for you, Charles. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us to have this time that we can reach out as a beam of light piercing through the darkness. We thank you, Lord. We ask you, Father, to bless all those who are listening man, woman, and maybe some child. We thank mm-hmm. you that you can help fashion their life yes. and be the person that you want them to be. In the name of Jesus, Yeshua, and precious name. Amen. Amen. God Amen. bless you. We love you. And sure, love we look too. forward to having you back on the show. Everyone, thank have you. a good evening. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You have this Bye. too. Lordy, Miss Cardi, and Strong Power on Blog Talk Radio.
day.